This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. I'm Kathy White, and this is a Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. Views expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of the station, its staff, management, or news department. I'm getting that little disclaimer thing done in the beginning of the show now, Phil Gittner from Ross Park Zoo, because it would always end up that we'd run out of time and I had to get the legal stuff in. It was always a pain. So that's out of the way. <laughs> no problem. We understand how attorneys work. And... <laughs> we have a special exhibit for them right at Ross Park Zoo. <laughs> Actually, I was in an exhibit at Ross Park Zoo back in the day. They had a DJ exhibit where they tried to re- recreate our natural habitat, including uh, pizza boxes. But that's a whole different story. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, be- I believe you. Hey, you know, this past week at Feast for the Beast, uh, we actually had used our lion, our old lion cage, and had uh, our desserts after the uh, after the dinner. Uh, down in our lion cage. So, you know, we love to get people into some of our uh, spaces there. That's kind of an odd history of of Ross Park. Of course, you have to think back, being the fifth oldest zoo in the country, things were a lot different back in the day than what they are now as far as conditions and treatment of animals and the whole mindset of of animals and zoos and such. The, uh, the lion-slash-bear exhibit, because there were bears back yeah. in there, the, uh, the bars for the cage, which is what it was, were from the jail and that's yeah. that's what the bars were and it's it's a much different well different animal view <laughs> excuse the pun of how exhibits are at the zoo now which is nice and i have to say ross park zoo is constantly evolving tell me about this lantern festival you hinted at it last time we talked you couldn't really tell me too much about it but we talked about it off the show when the show was all over it sounded pretty cool but i still did not until i saw the pictures grasp how huge these art installations these illuminated art installations are and this thing is open now yeah it's pretty incredible and you know i tell people all the time kathy you know that you know we've people have done videos people have there's been tons of photos that have been put out there and as awe inspiring as those photos and videos are they still don't capture it you've got to see it in person uh so we're super excited that we're up and running with the illumination for conservation right now you, know, you mentioned kind of the evolution of of zoos and um we see moving forward this is a really great event uh for the community uh and it's also this year going to be our primary fundraiser so we encourage people to buy those tickets to get out there and support the zoo not only are you supporting the zoo when you attend Illumination for Conservation, but we have three incredible conservation partners that will also benefit uh, from the event. Uh, so we have the American Wolf Foundation, uh, the uh, Sand Cob, which works with uh, African penguins, right. and the Red Panda Network. So all three of those conservation groups, uh, along with the zoo, will benefit uh, from people attending this event. Uh, and showing their support. Well, let's talk about exactly what this thing is. I mean, you and I just kind of hinting at it right now, but even so, 
well, I've, I've talked to some of the people here, and they also thought that it was just going to be, oh, this will be pretty, thinking it was those paper round globy things that you stick lights in and, you know, the Chinese lanterns you have in your garden. Yeah. This is way beyond that. This is something that is really, you know, how people like seeing the Christmas lights at, like, Atenango Park and such. I mean, this this blows that right out of the water. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. You know, we've got, you know, one display. You know, that's the thing, too. Like we say, you know, we've got over 40 different nature-inspired art installations. You know, you know, to call it a, a lantern just doesn't do it justice. Right. You know, we've got, you know, an entire, on our upper path, uh, we have an entire wooded section that is just filled with butterflies. And not only do these uh, butterflies light up, but some of them actually, their wings move. Uh, we've got, you know, a, an incredible ant exhibit, you know, with a, the ant is probably eight feet long. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, so as people go through the zoo, they'll, they'll see these larger than life uh, insect installations. We've got polar bears and penguins and life-size giraffes. It's just, uh, again, you know, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible at night, but it's also spectacular during the day. So we encourage people, you know, come visit the zoo during the day, and you're going to just get an appreciation for what these look like. Uh, and folks that visit during the day are going to have an opportunity to purchase discounted tickets to come back that night and check it out. Oh, that's cool. That is really cool. And these things are all throughout the zoo. Yeah, there, there is not an inch of space that is not being used for this uh <laughs> incredible exhibit i mean it's for folks that have been through the zoo uh you know who have walked on our upper path we don't have uh exhibits on our upper path it's more of a nature path well now that is just filled with birds and insects and flowers it's just incredible well an added bonus from this it's very rare there's a few Few and far between events that happen duskish time at Ross Park Zoo. And, of course, boo at the zoo for Halloween. That's a, a whole different thing as well, where you're concentrating on, on you know, not being scared out of the jeepers out of you. But so you don't get to really appreciate the animals at night. I think this is something that people don't realize, especially when we're talking about the heat that we've been having lately, is the time of day that you're going to be enjoying these illuminations is a, a perfect time to enjoy a whole different experience with the permanent residents at Ross Park Zoo. Yeah, and you know, and, and we're a lot of our animals uh, will not be visible because um, it is going to be at night. So, you know, we're not necessarily billing this as an animal experience because, again, you know, quite a few of them won't be visible. Um, but certainly, you know, you still may spot. Our, our our wolf, you might, as you're going through, see our sand cats or our fennec foxes, um, you know, and our, our pandas and our palace cats. Um, so they'll they'll have access, but again, you know, people might not, you might not be able to see them. You might be um, able to hear them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can be a little disconcerting in the dark. 
Well, we're about halfway through our program now, and there's so much more going on. First of all, before we get off this subject, um, how much is the admission for this? And you mentioned that it is going toward conservation, so it's besides entertainment, it's really going for a good cause. So how do people get the tickets for it, and uh, what are we talking as far as getting a family to enjoy this beautiful exhibit? Yeah, so people can visit rossparkzoo.org, and uh, we have an icon right on the front page for the event um, and tickets right now are uh, 25 for non-members uh, 24 members and then 15 dollars for kids 12 and under we also are encouraging again as part of our conservation effort we're encouraging people to carpool grab their friends so groups of 10 or more tickets are only 15 dollars oh okay that's a good deal very good deal yeah, so and stay tuned. You know, we've got some really cool uh, things planned. So, you know, every night will be something a little bit different. Uh, we're also encouraging, you know, we've got a great space. If uh, your company's looking to do some kind of summer or fall outing, uh, we've got a party tent that's available. So you can uh, book a group to come out and enjoy the event, but then also you know, we have opportunity for, for groups to come in and use our tent and have a, a little catered get-together. So, you know, if there are businesses that are looking to do something uh, for their employees, we encourage them to give us a call, uh, <clears throat> and we can get them set up with a private rental. Any local nonprofit school groups that are looking for kind of a, a new way to raise some money, uh, we're working with groups on, uh, we've got some uh, merchandise that people can sell. We're working with folks on a joint ticket sale so they can, you know, sell tickets as a fundraiser for their group. Uh, they can come and help us at our concession. So there's a lot of different ways that we're really looking to pull the community in to really make this a, just a, a community effort to support wildlife and wild places. Well, it's kind of funny that you mentioned about businesses doing stuff at the zoo, because I know a lot of businesses, not just here, think that they work in a zoo anyway. <laughs> so it, kind yeah. of, it kind of fits. <laughs> well, you know, and, this, and, and frankly, our zoo will be a lot more calming than the zoos that a lot of people work in. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Hey, now, we've had the zoo. It's such a treasure. I, I keep saying that, but, you know, it, I'm, it's one of my favorite places, obviously. But you and I were talking before we went on air with the program today that there are so many opportunities for this facility uh, up on the south side of Binghamton off Morgan Road to actually be a, a community gathering place. Uh, one of the probably underutilized portions of the park at this point, and actually in the past, although there has been efforts to use it more, is the amphitheater. And you mentioned that uh, there are events and opportunities for that great facility as well. I mean, that's a great place to show a movie. You want to say, you know, these big outdoor screens that some people have. Yeah. And, you, know, it's, you know, we've got a great amphitheater that, you know, the, the city worked and got rebuilt after the the flooding in 2011. Right. It's an incredible space. Uh, it seats about 300 people. Um, during Lantern Festival, we'd love to have different cultural groups. If they're interested in doing any kind of performances, we would love to highlight uh, different cultures throughout uh, Lantern or Illumination for Conservation. So, you know, whether it's Irish uh, folk dance, African dance, um, salsa, you know, we would love to feature that and highlight that uh, at 
at the festival as people are coming in they can enjoy some live entertainment this uh, past week we had our feast with the beast and we had the shambles performing uh, at the amphitheater and it's, it was just a great experience for everyone so uh, we'd love to see more happening there and you know we're excited we've been talking with the american civic association and they are looking to actually host the garlic festival very popular at event. park this season uh, so we're excited about being able to partner with so many incredible community groups to really again make Ross Park uh, the community gathering place. It's just a, such an incredible location, um, you know, to connect with nature. And you know, you're five minutes from downtown, but you're worlds away yeah, when you absolutely. come to the park. And we have some great animals that are on display. I've been talking to somebody that's new from the area, and he was going, do you have rhinoceros? I go, listen, we have animals that, number one and foremost, is that the animals are comfortable, they have a lovely home, and it's the, the right environment and the right facilities to take care of them. But we And some of these animals are just off the, the cuteness scale. You mentioned the palace cats and the red pandas and the fennec foxes, one of my favorites. So there's definitely plenty, plenty to see at Ross Park Zoo, and it's so important that people support the zoo. You've got something coming up that's kind of fun, too. In September, you've got a golf tournament coming up. Yeah, so September we have our Conservation Cup. Uh, it'll be out at Enjoy Golf Course, so we're excited to have that uh Again, this year and, and partnering with Enjoy, people can visit our website and get information about uh, registering as a captain and crew, uh, or people can sign up as individuals and we'll match them up with a team. Uh, so we're super excited to do that again this year. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned kind of, you know, the different animals. And one of the things that, that we're most proud of is, is our conservation work. We're one of only 43 facilities in the entire U.S. Uh, that is working with U.S. Fish and Wildlife to uh, reintroduce red wolves into the wild. Uh, red wolves are the most critically endangered uh, canids uh, in this country. There are fewer than, I think, 30 right now in the wild. Well, really quick, again, the Lantern Festival is going on now, uh, continuing what through, through October, is it? Yeah. Right now, we're open Wednesday through Sunday from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. And then after Labor Day, uh, our hours will remain the same, 8 to 11, um, but we'll be open Wednesday through Saturday. And again, the website where people can get more information and get tickets. RossParkZoo.org. They can check out there for uh, Illumination for Conservation, and they can also sign up their team for our Conservation Cup. Thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close Up. Prescription products require